0: Being a lifestyle entrepreneur no longer interests me. I'm just interested in being an entrepreneur, being all I can be and maximize my potential of what I could do in this lifetime. Hey, podcast listener, you're about to
1: discover insider tips, tricks, and secrets to making more sales and converting more prospects into customers with email marketing. For more information about the Email Marketing Podcast or Guy go to dropdeadcopy.com slash podcast. It's John McIntyre here, the autoresponder guy. I'm here with the McMethod Email Marketing Podcast. I'm with Dan Locke today. Now, Dan is uh, quite an impressive... Uh, quite a, He has quite an impressive story, actually. A true immigrant success story, uh, which we're going to get into today. He is... Used to be a copywriter. I've just found out. He's uh, a very, a very successful serial entrepreneur. He's a best-selling author. Uh, and when he was doing the copywriting uh, in his twenties, he mentored under someone else. He mentored, mentored under Gary Halbert. So he's, I guess you could say, that it's technically mentored by Gary Halbert, which, uh, which is. Pretty cool. So, anyway, so we're going to get into his story today, what he's up to, his mission in life right now, which uh, which I think it's all very very exciting. I'm excited to get into it. So we'll jump into that in a second. First though, Dan, how are you today, man?
0: I'm fantastic, John, and thank you for having me. And I'm looking forward to to share my my journey and story with your with your listener.
1: Me too. Me too. So before we get into the well. I was going to say before we get into the meat and potatoes, the, 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 the tactics, we can talk about the story. But the story is really the, this episode. So let's start off. Just, can you give the, the listener just a little bit more, just sort of the surface level information a bit about who you are and what you're doing right now? And then we'll dig into the story and see what we can come up with.
0: Sure. Well, uh, right now, nowadays, I do, if you've seen the, the, the show Chuck Tank or Dragon Stand, that's pretty much what I do in, in real life. Uh, i 'm an investor. Uh, I invest in companies. I partner up with companies and I help them I help them grow. When people ask me what I do for a living it 's kind of difficult to answer because I do so many things mm. uh, and and, and it's, it's, it it takes a long time to answer that question so now I just say I just tell people i 'm an entrepreneur and I grow companies for to for a living
1: okay okay now I know we' you know this is sort of a copywriting oriented podcast. So a lot of people think that, you know, when we talk about copywriting or, or companies, we're talking about information and uh, eBooks books and, and, you know, that sort of thing. So I'm curious, you know, growing up or sort of getting started as a copywriter and then to where you are now, are you talking about growing, you know, small information businesses on the internet or are you talking about bigger, you know, what some people might call real businesses? You know, give me an idea of what sort of businesses you're getting into.
0: No, very, very good question. So I'm involved with a, a lot of different businesses, in different industries, uh, digital marketing, e-commerce, uh, real estate, and uh, even supplements. So not necessary. I Nowadays, I prefer uh, real products, you could say, John, that are not just necessary information, but we could definitely use the information marketing model to market certain types of businesses. That's very effective. And we could definitely talk a little bit about that, dive into it um, in, in this podcast. So, yeah, all types of industries. I, I prefer industries that is, uh, has high profit margin and that's repeatable, that is scalable as well. Um, and that's that's nice. And some of the things I'm working on and some of the new things I'm working on, they're even uh, even on a, on a bigger scale, that will require uh, additional skill sets such as raising capital and and actually building a team and then building something a little bit bigger. Because a lot of people who are uh, in the information marketing business, they're what I call lifestyle entrepreneur that you know they want to make enough money, maybe, I don't know, 10, 15, 20 grand, even up to a million bucks a, mo- uh, a year uh, working from home and they kind of be their own boss and that type of thing. Uh, I was, that's what I was interested in and when I got there, then my goal has changed and evolved. And we all do that. You know how, how it is, John? You set a goal, you get there, and then you set a bigger goal. <laughs> and so now, now I've evolved. And so being a lifestyle entrepreneur no longer interests me. I'm just interested in being an entrepreneur, being all I can be and maximize my potential of what I could do in this lifetime.
1: Mm. I mean, there's a few directions we could take this. It's funny because, you know, I find for me, when I first, you know, five years ago when I, I left Australia to go and and do my, you know, so sort of my journey took me to the Philippines, mm. that, that you know, at the time, it's like, I want to go have the four-hour work week and a lifestyle business so I can travel around and just do nothing. And uh, you're right, it, it absolutely changes <laughs> over time when you kind of realize like, well, this is fun and it's the, the, the freedom is good, but... There's more to lo- like. That's not the path to a fulfilling life. There's actually like living a, a really I don't know what you call it, like a deeply fulfilling, deeply satisfying life. Living that sort of life, it's not as simple as just getting to the point where where you have a lot of freedom and autonomy. That's that's a part of the puzzle, but it's not the whole piece. It's
0: not no, the whole puzzle. and and if you think about it, John, the people who are I mean, you know, I, I mean, don't get me wrong. I, I, I like, I like Tim, Timothy Ferris. I mean, you know, i I'm, I'm, you know, I read the book and it's fine. Uh, but I think the book itself, content is good, but the title is, it, it poisoned a lot of people. <laughs> I, I think uh, is the How so? because with you look at the four-hour work week. Personally, I don't know any super successful high performance entrepreneur who works four hours a week. I just don't. I don't. They don't even work four hours a day. So when you think about life, it's about more, it is about living up your potential. If you, okay, if, if think about it, John, if, it's such a great idea that, you know, because I've been through that. We, I mean, I want to make enough money. I want to retire by the age of 30. I made enough money. I could retire by the age of 27. And when I retire for two months, I was bought out of my freaking mind. And so then I know that's not, like you said, that's not what life is about. When you want to live a purposeful life, uh, it's not about, because when you think about it, it's about the whole concept of the book. Yeah, it's about efficiency systems and everything, but it's about doing the least for most people. I think they misunderstood. It's, it's how can I get a, what can I get away with? How can I have the least amount of input to get what I want? That's, that's not a path to fulfilling life. If you think in terms of the wealthiest people on the planet, the Michael Dell, the Bill Gates, uh, anyone on the Forbes 500, all of them could retire, but they don't. They actually have retired, but they retire to their company. They love what they do. You ask Warren Buffett, he loves what he does. Does he only work four hours a, a week? Hell no. So if it's such a great idea, why don't the 500 richest people in the world, do it. They don't. It's they, they don't even talk about uh, financial freedom or retirement. It's none of them even use those kind of verbiage because they love what they do. Um, I think.
1: The, I mean, this is the issue, right? Is that like because I think when, when people have jobs and they have a, a more of a middle class, well, they're born into that sort of middle class thing. The, the first thing is to try and escape that, and so you're going for freedom or or you know that sort of thing. But at a certain point you know, whether you call it self-actualization or something, yes. like you get into this thing where you go, well, what's the, and, and you know, I, I think for some people, it is going to be entrepreneurship. It is, they, they love running a company, but for a lot of people, it's it's not, they'd be miserable doing that. They'd, you know, you've got operations people who, you know, they're not big thinkers. They're not, on, you know, they're not visionaries. It's just not how their brain works. Um, mm-hmm. It's not bad or anything. And it's not, they can.
0: No, it's not bad. It's not bad at all. It. It's, it's just, it's different that uh, to me then, I mean, I mean, nothing wrong. I mean, to me, I, if they, they say they are a, a dad or they want to work from home, they want to spend more time with their family, that's, that's great. Because that's in the beginning how I got into business. It's because my mom and dad got divorced and I just wanted to provide for my mom. That's what kind of got me, pushed me into entrepreneurship. So I could make more money and, and that's, oh, that's perfectly fine. Uh, but I think once if you get there, then you have a choice. It's a transition. It's a stage. It's a phase. That you could think, well, do I want to stay here, or is there, there is there more to life? Um, and how could I utilize my talents and skills and actually do something greater? Uh, to me, that's the definition of entrepreneur, not just because when you think about it, the four-hour work week, a lifestyle entrepreneur, it's all about me. It's me focus. You know, how many hours I work, how much I get paid. Uh, it's not so much about the world. And that's a lot of internet marketers I know. It's all focused on oh, yeah, I want some passive income coming in. I I want to set something up. I don't give a shit about the product. Just sell some shit online and and do some email thing. And, you know, I bet John, you mentor some of those people too. Oh, set up some auto responders for me, John, and then I make money and then I'm on my beach. That's okay. You know, it's a phase.
1: Because I think that well, I mean I think the challenge here though is that everyone everyone's crying out for meeting everyone I mean this is this is I'm very passionate about the, like it, you know this whole topic because I think that that a lot of people who you know we get so distracted by TV and just mindless bullshit basically in, in life yes. by stuff that doesn't matter because all of us are you know I think we're craving we've got enough we've got a roof most of us you know we might not be rich but necessarily uh, but. You know, you're not flying in private jets, but everyone's got a roof over their head for the most part. everyone's got f- enough food to eat so we're 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 well off enough that now we're starting to ask questions about meaning, but we're not everyone's missing this piece this' like, oh what's life about? what's the purpose of life what what do I do? what's my destiny? And I think that's the struggle because people no one really knows what the how, how to answer this question because it's different for everyone.
0: It was. I, I always say, sometimes I, I get those questions too. You know, Dan, how do I find my purpose? And I say, well, you know, dude, life is not about, you know, finding yourself, it's about creating yourself. So for most people, they haven't tried enough things to know what the purpose is. And and, and it's different from everybody. But I could tell you, chances are, if you want to be fulfilled, you want to be truly uh, happy, have that deep sense of, of purpose or fulfillment, whatever you do, it, it cannot be about yourself. I could just tell you that flat out. Uh, if it's about yourself, it's very, very limited. But if it's right. about others and make an impact on the world, um, that's a different story. That's right. where, like look, like if you're gonna look, look there.
1: Well, the, the, I mean, the interesting thing, I, I'm actually testing a new, a new routine at the moment, which is waking up at 4.30 which is the earliest Mm. I've ever woken up. I know some people do the, you know, 3.30 and 3. I'm going to stick with 4.30 for a little while and see how that goes. But what (laughs) I've noticed in doing it is, is you know, I, I certainly, you know, I think we all have, but we spend time and we, you know, what's the purpose of life? Oh, I'm so, you know, bored or whatever. And I was doing that a little bit over Christmas, just with the, you know, I was with family. I wasn't working too much. I was just getting stuck up in my head and everything. And then getting back onto this new routine and waking up and being extremely productive, getting, getting so much stuff done that by lunchtime, I've got more done in one day than I usually get done in a week. And uh, the fascinating thing about it Is that by taking all of this action, by executing just a crap ton of stuff, I feel like life feels, uh, it's very hard to describe, life feels extremely meaningful, like much more meaningful than it did a month ago. When I wasn't yes. doing much, so it's almost like the exactly. action comes before the meaning, not the other way around.
0: You're, you got it, John. It's 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 you. I think think of anyone. Like, think of anyone that's listening to this. Think of the time when you are the most alive and most fulfilled and, and most excited. You are not sitting on a, on a couch on a couch doing nothing or not staring at the beach. You're doing something. You are you're either growing or you're learning. You're meeting new people or you're doing something that makes a difference for everybody. That's how human beings we are wired. So if you understand psychology, so it's contribution. You know, passion. I mean, I always say the 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 mother of contribution, uh, the 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 mother of passion is contribution. The father of passion is growth. So when you're growing and you're contributing, you're passionate about what you do. So then you're not so concerned about. Oh, yeah, I only want to work four hours a week. I want to work two hours a week. It's not even about that. You're so passionate about what you do, you don't care how many hours you work. It's it, you would rather do this than anything else. It's like people I you know, I hear people sometimes just say, entrepreneurs, oh, you know what? Um, usually, broke entrepreneurs, they say, if if you love you know, you love helping people, you know, if you love this, you shouldn't make money doing this. That's idiot, that's stupid. Uh, I say. You should love what you do so much is the only way that you do you do the only thing that you do to make a living and make money i uh,
1: think that there's this. Because, you know, I, I guess part of it is, like, for me, for example, like, I, I really enjoy, lately, a thing that's, you know, become a very personal thing for me at the moment, is music. I, I grew up playing guitar, and so I, I guess I got musical blood. Family's very musical. and But lately, I, I travel a lot, so I've been making music on my computer, electronic, sort of progressive house and techno and just electronic music and uh, like it it makes me come alive I can't just I love to dance as well so like music and creating music and and just that sort of creativity is something that just makes me I I don't know it gives me goosebumps when I like there's those moments and but but I'm not good enough yet where I can make money from it so Mm -hmm. it's not a career it could be a career in the future it's not a career right now and it's going to be probably a year, well, a year, years before, really, really, uh, realistically. So there's this, I think this is where the catch comes in is everyone's got these things that they, some people are really passionate about business, but sometimes it's like, I want to work four hours a week. You know, sort of like four hours a week's a checkpoint. What you're really trying to do is, the real goal is, how do I create a life? For me, the way I'm thinking about it is, how do I create a life that I'm completely in love with? Because that's what matters. And if that means building a business that makes... Uh, ton, you know, X amount of dollars in four hours a week or two hours a week or whatever, then it better be because I've got something else I'm going to do. Like for example, if if I could, you know, put the business on autopilot tomorrow and work four hours a week, then I'd probably want to be waking up at 4.30 making music every day.
0: Mm, yes, yes. So, I, I, I absolutely agree. So, if for, it's, it's, it's about finding what makes you tick, not what you think makes you tick, or what other people show you on the idea of what, what, what should make you tick, is truly knowing what, what gives you that satisfaction and fulfillment. And what, it's different for everybody.
1: What makes you tick?
0: I'll tell you the first 10 years of my life, from my 20 to 30, that I was, I was type A overachiever. It was all about money. And I was good at it. It was about money. I was just working long hours. I still work long hours, but it was about how much I could make, uh, and how how many chips I could grab from the table. Then, when I hit thirty, somehow I don't know, as a man, uh, that I look at my life and say, "You know what? Do I still, for the next ten years of my life, I could keep living this way? It's okay. You have all the all the materialistic things, or what, what's my legacy?" So. I thought about it. and one thing that actually hit me a couple years ago when my, my, my dad passed away and that was a turning point. You know, we talk about life we have we have turning point. When my light you know, my dad was just in the hospital just doing a regular checkup and he never came out. It was just within a week's time he was gone. And that had a profound, profound impact on me. Because I looked at my life and I'm like, wow, you know what? What's my legacy? It, it, uh, when I in my, in, my, in my funeral and when people come to my funeral, I'm, I'm laying down. I somehow have this picture, John. I'm laying down in, in the casket. Do I want people to say that, you know what? That guy is a great marketer or that guy's made some money, made a few dollars. Or do I want people to say, you know what? That guy, he, he has made a difference in my life. It's made a positive difference in my life. Well, you know what? I want a letter. And, and I know this when I'm the happiest, when I am the most alive is when I teach, is when I help entrepreneurs, it's when I, when I get a letter, when I get an email from someone watching my video or you know, somehow or reading one of my books that's impact them in some way that makes me happy and I said I said to myself you know what I want more of that so somehow I just in my mind I set a goal to impact a million entrepreneurs uh worldwide and that's just just that's what turns me on and in order to do that I keep you know working on building my companies doing my thing and that's that's awesome uh but my my passion is is teaching
1: hmm. what's your uh, what's your morning routine look like
0: my morning, it's pretty simple. It's not, I know not, not a lot of people talk about morning ritual and, and all of that. My Mine is actually pretty, pretty simple. Uh, I get up in the morning. The first thing that I do is I rewrite, I rewrite my goals in the morning. I rewrite my goals in the evening before I go to bed. So it, it, it puts into, you know, feed into my subconscious mind. Uh, I would... Uh, plan out what I want to do, usually the night before, but I will have a re- look at what I want to accomplish like for this particular day. And then I also go through an exercise, what I call attitude of gratitude. Um, and I actually have an audio on YouTube. If you, you go to Dan Lok, you know Gratitude, you can find it. And I, it's about a 15-minute thing that I listen to with music. It's a guided meditation. And I go through that and it fills my day with joy and, and everything. And, and that, that feeling of, of gratitude, because wealth is gratitude. That's all that is. Wealth is a feeling, not how much money you have. Uh, and then I go through about, I would say, 15, 20 minutes of, of yoga uh, that I do. And then I pretty much start working. So about an hour of morning ritual. Mm. Um, and then, yeah, and then I start working.
1: Okay. And then, and then what does that look
0: like? When I, nowadays nowadays uh, it's it's mostly uh, a lot of thinking, a lot of strategizing, a lot of phone call, uh, because of you know I own now own twenty twenty one companies, so it includes basically meetings with business partners, uh, meetings with uh, mostly virtual, uh, phone call with people, and then after I check my email usually uh, after lunch. So, I spend a few hours on that and I get a few hundred emails a day. So, go through that. Uh, nowadays, my routine, it's just mostly my day consists of telling people what to do and making decisions. Really?
1: That's cool. That's very, mm-hmm. very cool. Okay. And so, I mean, we, we, the funny thing is here, here we are, you know, intending to go down into the backstory and really sort of explore things and do the whole classic story podcast. But we've gone off on a big tangent here. So, let's. Um, <laughs> Let's get back. You mentioned, uh, one thing I'm interested in is on your uh, About page on your website, it does mention that you, uh, let me get back to it. It mentions that you came to Canada as a teenager. Tell me about that.
0: Well, I came to Canada, Vancouver, Canada, when I was 14 years old uh, with my mom, and because I was getting into a lot of trouble uh, in, in Hong Kong. I was born in Hong Kong. Mm-hmm. And so by the age of 16, then my mom and dad got divorced, and that's how I got into you know business accidentally. Mm -hmm. And so yeah, when I first came to Canada, I couldn't couldn't speak a word of English, didn't know anybody, no contacts, nothing with no money. And so um, the first couple of years was very difficult because uh, the high school that I was going to in Vancouver, Canada, uh, I was one of the only three Chinese in my school. So uh, I got beat up, I got bullied. Mm -hmm. Uh, People talk about, you know, oh, it, it's it's bowling real? Well, you bet your ass is real because <laughs> I, I experienced it. So, okay. so it's it's very much real. and You I mean like very, really
1: in terms of – because, you know, when I ask that question, I see stuff in – because I'm from Australia and I see movies from America where kids get locked in lockers and just stuff like that, which I, I never yeah. saw happen anyway.
0: Yeah, yeah. Got beat up. Uh, they – they t- take my stuff and they put through in the garbage can, that kind of stuff. Yeah. How did that feel? Mm, at first, I was, I was actually very mad, not at them, at my mom, and that was wrong. Why
1: is that?
0: Uh, because I fe- I felt like, why did you guys move? Like, why? I was fine in Hong Kong. I had friends. I had, I thought I had friends. And but because I I was always getting in too much trouble, and so then I had a lot of resentment towards my parents because you know they got divorced, and then I was in a country that I hated. The first few years I hated in Canada, I hated Canada, and I didn't like it. Couldn't speak. Don't have had no friends. Getting beat up. I mean, think about John, right? (laughs) No friends. Getting beat up. You know, and just you don't like it. Uh, But it was the best decision that they've ever made because it changed my life, completely changed my life. Uh, I, I Sometimes I joke about it. If I was still in Hong Kong, I'd probably work at McDonald's or something like that. Uh, being in a different environment, because uh little backstory at a time, why they decided to immigrate to here, because I was active, my dad was actually coming to the, um, police station to bail me out because I was fighting, I was getting into trouble, I was hanging around with, you know, were the wrong wrong people. And the officers said to my dad, they said, you know what? I, I've seen a lot of teenagers. If your son kind of keep, it stay, stay, stays in this environment, he'll go to jail. It's, just, it's only a question of time. So then my dad made the decisions, no, you know, I cannot, I'm the only child in my family. So he sent me to, to this place where they didn't know anybody. had to kind of start from scratch. Uh, so the first few years was very very difficult and but those other other times that you learn and uh, I learned how to mature and and respect my mom and knowing how difficult it is for a a, a mom uh, so my mom sacrificed a lot for me that to to taking care of me when I first got here and all these things and being very supportive of every, everything I do and so yeah I'm very grateful very grateful for them
1: Mm, it's amazing how that works isn't it how yeah, I remember getting to the Philippines in in I think it was 2011 when I first got there and uh, I'd had a you know I'd, I'd basically I didn't been getting into any serious trouble but I'd been partying very hard in Sydney wasn't really doing anything with my life and my relationship with my family parents certainly wasn't good they're divorced as well and uh, I remember walking along got to the Philippines and I think just disconnected from you know everyone in Australia just I think, wanted to sort of make my own way in the world I remember walking along the beach there because there was working at a resort there doing some marketing uh, for the resort, and it was right on the beach. I remember walking along the beach one morning, and I don't know if it was a specific morning or if it, it sort of basically there was a realization in it. And, and I, yeah, I don't know if it was a specific morning, if it sort of grew over it, probably grew over multiple mornings, but I just the time and the space and all of that being away. Yeah, it made me really realize how you know how how much my parents had done the exact same thing. When you kind of go, mm-hmm. "Wow!" Like my parents are just people too. Like they've got mm-hmm. mistakes, but they've they've tried so hard to to, to do all these different things. And, and this gratitude just fills you. It's a really incredible experience.
0: Yes, and it's, isn't it amazing? Sometimes it takes it takes us to go to a different place and have some distance, some space, mm. um, then to to realize, "Wow!" Like how awesome my parents are. That i would i mean I, I say to people I, I, I one of the biggest i don 't have a lot of regrets in life, but one of the regrets I have is I wish I had spent more time with with my dad I spent a lot of time with my mom, but I just wish I, I had spent more time with my with my dad and i i would I would write any any check to do that, and so I tell people now you know spend spend time with the loved ones, spend time with with the parents and and just like just like this year I plan I plan uh, to have a uh, go to a trip with my mom. Just go on vacation with her, and yeah, I mean those things. That's that's what life is about to me.
1: Yeah, I mean that's, I mean, that's one of those other things. It's it's funny how, uh, you know, as just you get old. You start having these realizations that 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 you know when you're young, it's very much like let's get make so much money. Uh, is possible or you know it's those sorts of things but you, eventually you, you have enough good conversations with good friends like you know I like I like having for example like a night out with some really good friends and a couple bottles of red wine or whatever yeah. and you just sit there and you just talk and at the end of yeah. the night you feel so connected
0: that's correct that's correct and that's that's one of the basic human needs right so for sure, connection with family and friends, and and yeah, I mean, you we have the achievement side, type A, go get it and make it happen, whatever it takes. That's nice. Keep that. We need that. Uh, but also the other side is to on the at the same time to slow down and kind of cherish the moments and and just smell the roses.
1: Yeah, and it's I, I think that in you know, the last few weeks been doing a, an exercise, put an exercise in. I don't do like personal mission exercise. I've read uh, Seven Habits of Highly Effective People*, which nice. I don't know why it took me so long to get to. I don't know it's a classic, but picked it up, read it, and uh, while reading really one of the chapters, one of these habits was was to figure out what your mission is. To sit down and so I you know opened up a Google Doc and started typing and came up with this. Just broke life into various different areas and came up with a couple bullet points on on what I. Not so much the goal in a certain area, but, but almost the person that I wanted to be. So, go, going back to that funeral example, at the end of life, um, you know, when I die, when I'm at my funeral, first of all, my family's going to sort of walk down the aisle, go up the front, and then they're going to, you know, give a little speech on who I was as a, you know, as a brother, as a son, as a husband, like that sort of thing. Then there's going to be people from work, for example, who are going to go up. Then there's going to be people from, you know, the different groups that I'm a part of. And that was part of the exercise of, you know doing this personal mission stuff. And as I did that, it was, it's was it been a really amazing exercise in the sense that that for a long time, I think I've been working and, and I've had goals and I've, I guess I've had some kind of mission, but I've never done an exercise this deep because I found myself, this is actually what's been happening over the last week is, is to the point where I go to bed and I have trouble sleeping because I'm too excited about getting up in the morning to keep working towards these, these various visions in, in, in various areas of my life and uh th- I mean, this is why I thought it was interesting to go and talk about the family and and, and this types of thing th- these types of things because I think that people think success is you, you know you can hack it you can you know if you 're motivated enough or if you 're self disciplined enough but it 's almost like all that will fall into place if you can get the the really really deep stuff right if you can figure out why you 're doing this and what you personally uh care about it's the rest is pretty easy as far as like sitting down and doing the work each day to hustle that 's it's not that hard. You've got to try a lot of stuff and it takes time, but it's not terribly difficult, but it's going to be impossible if you don't have the inner strength that really comes from that mission and purpose.
0: Yes, and, and, and people think in terms of making money, it's a game that they play with the marketplace. Uh, when they actually get it, they truly get it, how, how making money works. It's actually a game you play within, And it's it's all about you know your 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 inner game your your inner world creates your outer world and and this is not woo woo foo foo you know spiritual tree tree hugging shit I'm not talking about that Uh, I'm talking about knowing how because I I before never never believe in this type of stuff. Um, it's only when I you know, get to you know 30. Um, this, this is speaking speaking from experience. I w- went through the journey and I study a lot of this type of work, spiritual laws of success, and and what makes us you know for, you know fulfilled and all these things. Um, you're exactly right, John. With money, how it, now we all need to develop the foundational skills. I mean, you have your cooperating skill, marketing skill. I mean, any any young people listening to this. Get there first. That's the first step. Uh, taking responsibility, you know, setting goals, personal development, go through all of, the, all of that. We all need to go through that. Uh, but once you, you have those skills and the right self-image, the right mindset, let's say, because I'm a very big believer in mindset. When you have those pieces down, the next step is actually to surrender, to let go all of that. Let me give you an example. I'm a, I'm a very huge, I'm a huge fan of Bruce Lee. <laughs> and I've actually studied under one of Bruce Lee's original students, Ted Wong, in martial art. And Bruce Lee used to have a quote that I love, and I, I think it's um, same very applicable to, to business and to life. He said, before I learned how to punch and kick, before I learned the art, uh, a punch is just a punch, a kick is just a kick. After I learned the art, the art of martial art, a kick is no lo- A punch is no longer a punch, a kick is no longer a kick. Now if I truly understand the art, you know what? A punch is still just a punch, a kick is still just a kick. So think about that.
1: <laughs> I think that's a good place to wrap it up, to be honest. I think that's a nice, tight, very uh, very wise ending. so. I really enjoyed this. It's very uh, meandering. I like these conversations, and we get into a bit of a bit of tactical stuff, but uh, it's fascinating to to look into you know almost people's paradigms and the way they see the world, um, especially with this. You know, I think this purpose stuff for anyone that's listening. I think this is the, you know, that's some of the highest leverage stuff. You, you need the skills, but but take the time to to reflect on the on the purpose and the mission because it, it just goes a long way. So before we go though I know you have a uh, you know you have your mission of trying to help a million uh, businesses so if someone's listening to this and they want to learn more about you or they want to go and watch one of your videos or some you know just dive into what you what we've talked about here and get more where would they do that
0: I would say uh, go to ww.my website Danlock com, and if they want to watch my videos I would subscribe I would suggest subscri- subscribing to my YouTube channel. Uh, just go to YouTube and type in Dan Lock, okay, They'll find my channel. They can subscribe to that. I have over 300 videos on there and I'll keep adding videos. That's probably the main platform where I want to, uh, distribute my content and, and work. They can also check out my podcast uh, called shouldersoftitans.com where every week I interview a, a super successful entrepreneur and hear their stories and kind of what you're doing, John, uh, hear their insights and, and how, and their journey, how they, get to where they are today.
1: Fantastic. We'll have links to uh, all of that in the show notes at www.finitymethod.com. Dan, it's been good, mate. Thanks for coming on the show.
0: It's been good. I enjoyed it. Thank you, John. Great job.
1: everybody thanks for listening if you want to discover more insider tips tricks and secrets about driving sales with email marketing sign up for daily email tips from the autoresponder guy Go to dropdeadcopy.com slash podcast, sign up, confirm your email address, and I'll send you daily emails on how to improve your email marketing and make more sales via email. You'll find out why open rates don't matter and the seven-letter word that underlies all effective marketing and much more.